In today's show, Bitcoin sees CPI volatility as lower inflation sends the Bitcoin price action to $18,000. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. And this just in, massively breaking news. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has finally been arrested and said to be extradited to the U.S. That's right. The Royal Bahamas Police have arrested SBF at the request of the U.S. government based on a sealed indictment, which has officially been unsealed this morning. Charges against Sam include conspiracy to defraud the United States, violation of campaign finance laws, wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering, which can serve a sentence of up to 165 years in prison. Now check this out. Congressman Tom Emmer calls out Gary Gensler, says Gary knows that FTX was fraudulent from its inception. This is egregious considering he had more meetings with Bankman Freed than anyone in the space to discuss a crypto regulatory framework designed to benefit FTX alone, he will be held accountable. Also in today's show, SEC charges FTX CEO Bankman Freed for defrauding investors a day after his arrest. The SEC filed charges against SBF, accusing him of defrauding U.S. customers and concealing the diversion of customer funds. Also, the CFTC follows a lawsuit against Bankman Freed, FTX, and Alameda for fraud. According to the federal regulator, SBF and FTX companies use FTX customer funds for a variety of personal expenditures, including real estate and private jets. Also in today's show, hours before his arrest, Bankman Freed denied being a part of a wire fraud chat group. That's right. SBF's latest tweet before his arrest for allegedly committing wire fraud was denying his involvement in a group literally called wire fraud. You can't make this stuff up. Also in today's show, Bankman Freed planned to blame everyone but himself shows leaked Congress testimony. That's right. SBF blamed the current CEO, his legal counsel, the law firm he appointed for bankruptcy, and the Binance CEO CZ without admitting any wrong on his part. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone tuning in to today's show. This is live, of course, and today is December 13th, 2022, pod episode number 1132. And I am your host, JV, and we have lots to cover. So let's dive right in, taking a look at the overall crypto market. As you can see, is pumping finally about time as Bitcoin hits one month highs. We got Bitcoin up almost 5% for the day, currently trading above 17,700 at the time of this live stream. We got Ether up almost 6%. Trading back above $1,300. We also have Matic up 5%, trading at $0.93. Cents, while Binance Coin, the only one in the top cryptos, currently correcting and in the red. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, we can see the current crypto market cap sitting at $871 billion. With $52 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, the current Bitcoin dominance on the rise at 39.2%, with the Ether dominance at 18 and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours. Tuncoin leading the pack up 
1.5%, trading at $2.33, followed by OKB up 9%, trading just under 23 bucks, followed by Lido Dow up 8.5%, trading at $1.10. Below that, we have Avalanche and Near Protocol. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past week, we can see Ton leading the pack up 29%, STX, which is synthetic. No, that's actually Stacks, Block Stacks, up 17%, and GMX up 8 0.8%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 27 in fear, the same as yesterday. Last week was a 25, and last month a 22 in extreme fear. So there you have it. Welcome once again to everyone just tuning in. Let's dive right into today's Bitcoin technical analysis, and then we'll dive into everything you need to know regarding FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried and his arrest and potentially facing up to 165 years in prison. The Bitcoin hit a new one-month high December 13th as U.S. inflation data sent a surge of optimism throughout the markets, which was much needed to say the least. And as you can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart, data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and TradingView showed Bitcoin hitting 18,100 on Bitstamp after the CPI print for November came in below expectations. The readout, dubbed the most important of the year, even beat analysts' expectations on inflation slowing down. So November CPI was 7.1% year-on-year compared to the 7.3% forecast and month-on-month month was 0.1% versus the 0.3% expected. Now, the all items index increased 7.1% for the 12 months ending November. This was the smallest 12-month increase since the period ending December 2021, and accompanying press release confirmed. The Bitcoin traders and analysts were surprisingly buoyed by the injection of positivity, which resulted massive short squeeze on its way in the market. Popular analytics resource, Game of Trades, responded in part of a tweet prior to the Wall Street Open, and a more conservative reaction came from Crypto Capo, who told followers that he still not plan Bitcoin exposure despite the gains, quoting him here, CPI better than expected, but still very high. Price is testing a massive resistance zone here and forming a lower high. I am still 100% out of the market. And similarly cautious was Feja, an analyst at crypto research firm Reflexivity Research, who warned of deflationary panic yet to come. We now enter the complacent Goldilocks phase of inflation. He announced CPI coming down faster than expected is bullish up until it turns into a deflationary panic in quarter one, 2023. Final low around then and then bullish into 2024. Enjoy you long gains, but don't miss the forest from the trees. And as reported, this week is set to contain more than just CPI numbers with the U.S. Fed due to decide on December's interest rate hike and the Fed Chairman Jerome Powell to speak December 15th, which is just two days away. And according to CME Group's FedWatch tool, consensus was for a lower 50 basis point hike on the day with the odds at just under 80% versus 75% at the start of the week. Now let's discuss the controversy surrounding Binance. Bitcoin USD had meanwhile performed well even before the CPI release showing no hint of cold feet in the face of fresh panic over events involving the largest crypto exchange, Binance, dubbed FUD by CEO CZ. Concerns appearing in Reuters and other social media nonetheless sparked an exodus of user funds, which totaled over a half a billion dollars in Bitcoin alone in the past 24 hours. And in other events associated with the FTX debacle, the exchange's former CEO was arrested, which we're going to be diving right into. But first, I do have a few questions. Do you Trust Binance. Isn't it interesting? Bankman Fried committed all this fraud, 
Fortunately, he's finally been arrested. Again, I'm going to be breaking down all these juicy details. But isn't it interesting that the lamestream media is coming after CZ and Binance? Many are anticipating that they will be next to be attacked by the SEC and that CZ could even potentially get arrested. It's wild. And this is like the Wild West. But what are your thoughts? Do you feel that Binance is safe or do you feel that they are next to be attacked by the regulators and potentially, you know, even go down? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments below, which leads us to the moment we have all been waiting for. Everything you need to know about Bankman Freed, his arrest, the sealed indictments, all that good stuff. So let's dive right in. Bankman Freed had been arrested by authorities in the Bahamas at the request of the U.S. government just the day before the disgraced former FTX CEO was due to testify before Congress. Timing is everything. Now, isn't it interesting? He gets arrested right before he is set to testify. Bankman Freed was arrested by the Royal Bahamas Police Force following a formal notification from the U.S. government that it filed criminal charges against him. And according to a December 12th statement from the Bahamas Attorney General and Minister of Legal Affairs, Ryan Pinder, citing a person with knowledge of the matter, the New York Times reported December 12th that the charges against SBF include wire and securities fraud, conspiracy to commit wire and securities fraud, as well as money laundering. The U.S. will likely request the extradition of Bankman Freed with Pinder, stating that the Bahamas will promptly process any extradition requests. Now, Bahamian Prime Minister Philip Davis said in a statement that both countries have a shared interest in holding accountable all individuals associated with FTX who may have betrayed the public trust and broken the law. In a December 12th tweet from the U.S. Attorney Office for the Southern District in New York, said authorities in the Bahamas arrested Bankman Freed based on a sealed indictment. It filed that it plans to unseal in the morning. And speaking of this unsealed indictment, which was actually unsealed this morning, here's what it says. Conspiracy to defraud the United States is one of the eight charges. Violation of campaign finance laws, wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, uh, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, money laundering, and he can face a potential sentence of up to 165 years in prison. Prison. Now, Bloomberg reported December 10th that prosecutors from New York, FBI agents, and regulators met with FTX's lawyers to discuss the documentation that investigators want to obtain. The U.S. Department of Justice was closely examining whether FTX improperly transferred hundreds of millions of dollars around the same time as the company declared bankruptcy. On November 11th, Bahamian authorities were similarly undertaking their own active and ongoing investigation into FTX as announced on November 27th by Pinder that involved the country's securities committee the Financial Intelligence Unit, and the Police's Financial Crimes Unit. Now, Bankman Freed's arrest comes a day before he was expected to appear remotely to testify before the House Committee on Financial Services in a hearing investigation for the collapse of the exchange. So there you have it. Now, this is quite interesting. Tom Emmer, congressman, in response to this here, from the inception of FTX, Bankman Freed diverted FTX customer funds to Alameda, and he continued to do so until FTX's collapse in November of 2022. And he responded to this, and he even tags Gary Gensler and says, Gary knows that FTX was fraudulent from its inception. This is egregious, considered he had more meetings with Bankman Freed than anyone in the space to discuss a crypto regulatory framework designed to benefit FTX alone. He will be held accountable. So there you have it. Do you agree with Emmer that 
Congress or uh, with the congressman that the SEC chair Gary Gensler is the sole one to be responsible for allowing these shenanigans to occur and over a million investors to be defrauded by FTX and Bankman Freed. Hey, that would be a massive victory to say the least. But let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's break down and continue the saga as it unfolds with the SEC against and versus uh, SBF. Here we go. United States SEC has filed charges against SBF, the former CEO of now bankrupt crypto exchange FTX. The SEC charged Bankman Freed with violating the anti-fraud provisions of the Securities Act of 1933 and the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. The SEC's complaint seeks injunctions against future securities law violation and prohibits Bankman Freed from participating in the issuance, purchase, offer, or sale of any securities except for his own personal account. Now, SEC charged Bankman Freed for orchestrating a scheme to defraud equity investors in the FTX trading, as well as the regulatory body noted that the former CEO concealed his diversion of FTX customers' funds to crypto trading firm Alameda Research while raising more than $1.8 billion from investors, quoting a SEC Chairman Gary Gensler, we allege that Bankman Freed built a house of cards on a foundation of deception while telling investors it was one of the safest buildings in crypto. Hey, Gary Gensler, you're just as responsible as Bankman Freed. You know what I mean? Now, the fresh charges against the former CEO come just a day after his arrest by Bahamian authorities at the request of U.S. authorities. And just hours after Bankman Freed's arrest, the SEC announced they were preparing to file charges against the FTX co-founder, which will be separate from the ones leading to the most recent arrests in the Bahamas. And now let's discuss the CFTC filing their lawsuit against SAM, FTX, as well as Alameda Research for fraud. The U.S. Commodities Futures Trading Commission, better known as the CFTC, also filed a lawsuit against Bankman Freed, FTX, and Alameda Research, claiming violations of the Commodity Exchange Act and demanding a jury trial. And according to the court records filed December 13th, the Southern District in New York, the CFTC filed a complaint for injunctive and other equitable relief, as well as civil monetary penalties against SPF, FTX Trading, and Alameda Research. The complaint alleged that SPF personally directed FTX execs to set up features allowing Alameda to use crypto exchange as a line of credit for its lenders. Contrary to Bankman Freed's representations and without disclosures to FTX customers, Alameda and FTX commingled funds and freely used FTX customers as if they were their own. That's right. You would literally upload your crypto to the FTX exchange and would immediately send it to Alameda where they would trade your crypto. Now, this is wild. Check this out. Quoting uh, CFTC on info and belief, Bankman Freed and his parents and other FTX and Alameda employees use FTX customer funds for a variety of personal expenditures, including luxury real estate purchases, which we know he purchased over $100 million in real estate in the Bahamas alone, private jets, documented and undocumented personal loans, and personal political donations. Authorities in the Bahamas arrested Bankman Freed December 12th following criminal charges being filed in the U.S. The two countries have an extradition agreement. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission also filed charges against SBF December 13th, alleging violations of the anti-fraud provisions of the Securities Act of 1933 and the Securities Act uh, Exchange of 1934. So there you have it. And did you also know that hours before his arrest, Bankman Freed denied being a part of a wire fraud chat group? Yeah, that's wild. Actually, he was on this Twitter space and they were talking about this and they're like, yo, uh, he was also a part of this wire fraud chat group. And then he says, no, I deny it. I... 
I'm pretty sure I wasn't a part of this group whatsoever. So I actually called Bankman Freed out on this and I asked him, this is literally like an hour before his arrest. I said, how can you be so sure when you weren't so sure about literally anything and you claim total incompetence? How could you be so sure you weren't a part of this wire fraud chat? And lo and behold, let's break this one down because this is absolutely wild. And again, you can't make this stuff up, folks. Check it out. Here we go. Wire fraud chat. Merely hours before the news of his arrest by the Bahamian police, Sam took to Twitter to deny his involvement or knowledge of the secret group chat name, Wire Fraud, which allegedly involved former FTX and Alameda ranking executives. In a December 12th response to a report from the Australian Financial Review, Bankman Freed used Twitter to deny involvement in or knowledge of a Wire Fraud group chat on messaging app Signal, which reportedly including members of Bankman Freed's inner circle, including FTX co-founder, as well as FTX engineer and former Alameda CEO, Caroline Ellison. Now, the report said the chat was used to send secret info about FTX and Alameda's operations in the lead-up to its failure. Bankman Freed, however, said on Twitter that if the group chat was true, he wasn't a member and was quite sure it's just false as he has never heard of such a group. And like I said, I called him out for this straight up. And until very recently, Bankman Freed was expected to appear remotely before the U.S. House Committee hearing December 13th to explain the collapse of the FTX exchange, but he was taken into custody by Bahamian authorities December 12th to face U.S. charges that reportedly include wire and securities fraud and money laundering. Committee Chairman Maxine Waters confirmed later on December 12th that the panel will not be able to hear SBF's testimony hearing due to the arrest. Bankman Freed was also... He requested to attend a separate hearing on December 14th with the Senate Committee on Banking, but had never confirmed his attendance. And that's supposed to go down tomorrow, but obviously he is arrested. So with his lawyers reportedly refusing to accept a subpoena compelling his testimony, according to a December 12th joint statement from Senators Sherrod Brown and Pat Toomey and Chief Reconstructing Officer and FTX CEO John Ray, in written testimony released ahead of his appearance at the House Committee hearing, said FTX customer assets were commingled with Alameda funds, facts, and Ray asserted that Alameda used client funds to engage in margin trading, which exposed customer funds to massive losses, and the trading firm's business model required it to deploy those funds to various exchanges, which were inherently unsafe to say the least. I mean, it's good to finally see this dude get exposed and finally to pay some of these consequences because once again, a million investors have been defrauded from literally tens of millions of dollars with hundreds upon hundreds of companies being affected drastically by the actions of this fraudster. So, I mean, it's about time that uh, the legal hammer come down raining. But I mean, who knows what's to come out of all of this? I mean, now let's discuss his actual leaked testimony. And it wouldn't surprise me if Caroline Ellison started to rat on him as he is ratting on her. And they're all ratting on each other. So which leads us to our final story of the day. SBF planned to blame everyone but himself showed leaked Congress testimony. Former FTX CEO Bankman Freed was arrested December 12th, the day before set to testify before Congress remotely, and a copy of his testimony obtained by Forbes highlights that the disgraced CEO planned to blame the spectral downfall of his $32 billion empire on everyone but himself. Way to take accountability, buddy. SBF continued the same rhetoric about FTX US, the sister company of the global crypto exchange, in his testimony. He claimed that the US-based entity was still fully solvent, despite it being a part of a Chapter 11 bankruptcy filed on November 11th, as Bankman Freed wrote here, I wish I had not clicked on a button on 
DocuSign at 4.30 a.m., leaving some FTX under destructive leadership and went on to blame the inclusion of FTX US in the Chapter 11 bankruptcy on John Ray III, a restructuring lawyer who assumed the role of FTX CEO after the bankruptcy filing. SBF claimed that American customers were protected, at least until Mr. Ray's team took over. Ray, on the other hand, has been very critical of the former FTX CEO and his mismanagement skills. In his testimony for the FTX investigation hearing, Ray said that all in all of his years of working as a restructuring lawyer, he has never seen such a utter failure of corporate controls at every level of an organization from the lack of financial statements to a complete failure of any internal controls or governance whatsoever. So shots fired. This is going to Gary Gensler. How did you allow this? Oh, you were in on the fraud. That's right. In the leaked documents, SBF also blamed the inclusion of FTX US in Chapter 11 on bankruptcy law firm uh, Sullivan and Cromwell. While Bankman-Fried himself signed the bankruptcy documents, he claimed that the law firm pressured him to file Chapter 11 documents and wrote, I have 19 pages of screenshots of Sullivan and Cromwell, Mr. Miller and others I believe were influenced by them, all sent over a two-day period, pressuring me to quickly file for Chapter 11. Now, SBF also attacked the general counsel for FTX US, Reen Miller, accusing him of being a part of the pressure group that wanted to include the US-based entity in the bankruptcy filing. And apart from Ray and his legal aides, SBF was also going to blame Binance CEO CZ for what he claimed was a month of sustained negative PR on FTX. He claimed that Binance knowingly signed the letter of intent to buy out FTX, but they never intended to go through with the deal. So there you have it. And actually, before we get into the live Q&A, let's Check out the latest from what's going on in Congress right now because this is still going on without SPF. So here are some things which have been shared. I'm going to be quoting CoffeeZilla. I wonder if you would support changing the name of crypto credo P currency, said Rep. Uh, Representative Cleaver. Oh, what? He is making jokes during the investigation. Another uh, interesting thing, the committee hearing is embarrassing. Someone just asked about doggy coin. These people are clueless about crypto. And former U.S. committee testimony said, I am worried people will view SBF as a snake in the Garden of Eden, but crypto is a garden of snakes, said Rep. Brad Sherman. Uh, yeah, this is getting heated to say the least. Also, FTX bankruptcy CEO John Ray III testified there was no distinction between FTX and Alameda Research in terms of governance. And John Ray III says FTX was unique because there was no record keeping whatsoever. And keeping in mind that SBS parents were compliance, uh, compliance lawyers, I'm going to leave you with this. FTX used QuickBooks, or I mean, sorry, QuickBooks for their multi-billion dollar operation in accounting. You cannot make this stuff up, folks. It is literally a joke. It sounds like it, right? But there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding all of this controversy continuing to unfold? And of course, as more of the latest comes out, I'll be sharing that and keeping you updated with what's going on on crypto Twitter as well as here on my channel and on the podcast. But what are your thoughts surrounding all of this? Do you think... What do you think is likely to come out of all of this? Uh, do you think this is going to give a green light for the regulators to go after CZ and continue attacking centralized crypto exchanges? Or do you feel this could be a good cleanup for the crypto industry? And do you think Bankman Freed is likely to face any of those 165 years prison sentence which he could be facing up to let me know in the comments right down below and don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live q a and i look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode